Hello and welcome to The Planet Today, where we cover the latest in climate change, wildlife conservation, renewable energy, and environmental policy. Today is Monday, June 5th, 2023. I'm your host, Matt Norton, here with producer and co-host Nick Janusa. Nick, what is going on? Matt, not too much, my man. Just hanging out, enjoying this beautiful start of the summer. It is a great, great month. It was a little warm this past weekend, but uh, very mild May, so I guess that kind of evens out. Yeah. And tomorrow is Kaylee's birthday, who does the graphics for our show. So happy birthday, Kaylee. Thank you for all the support. Yeah. Happy birthday, Kaylee. Hope you have a great day and a great night. All right. Let's do this thing. get started we have a quick word from one of our sponsors this episode is brought to you by kitcaster kitcaster books you on top podcasts how do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent podcast interviews how do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals podcast interviews how do c-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets podcast interviews kitcaster books you on top podcasts Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation. We have two stories for you today. The first one is John Benny of the National News, who writes, nuclear power helps bring down electricity prices by 75% in Finland. Finland's first new nuclear plant in 16 years is capable of meeting 15% of the country's electricity demands by itself. And it's helped decrease electricity prices by more than 75% since it began operating this April. Finland stopped importing electricity from Russia last year due to the invasion of Ukraine and was preparing for power cuts due to high energy demand for winter heating. But because of the OL3 nuclear plant, Finland has more stability in its electricity costs. Despite this boost to nuclear, Finland is still expecting the largest contributor to its electricity system to be wind by 2027. In 2021, fossil fuels covered only 36% of Finland's energy supply, well below the International Energy Agency's average of 70%. Finland aims to be the first developed country to reach net zero by 2035. Yeah, this is really cool. And something that I found pretty promising is, you know, we've talked about how nuclear is very reliable, nuclear is very safe, especially compared to the old nuclear reactors of many years past. Um, it's kind of up in the air about how clean nuclear is. So for me, I've always said it's it's carbon-free. That's great. It's not creating emissions. The radioactivity gives me some pause. But by all accounts, it seems like it's a clean energy. And, and that's where I kind of draw the line between clean and green. 100% ready to call it clean. Green is where I, I'm just not sure yet because we haven't been producing nuclear long enough to see what happens at the end of those half-lives. So... What I will say is that with all that, they're still pushing in Finland to bolster their wind energy, to bolster their solar energy. Like you said, they're expecting wind to be their largest contributor within the next four years. And that's that's despite seeing really good success with nuclear, they're still gunning for more renewable energy. Yeah. And like 
what a way to get reelected, bringing down electricity prices by 75% for the people of your, of your country. A fantastic point to run on. Um, and not to make this about politics, but it, it is just eye-opening to be like, okay, your bill can be literally three, like three-fourths less. Um, and to have that happen here would be unimaginable, I think. I could say that out loud. So pretty cool. It would be awesome. I mean, I'm thinking about my electrical bill. Like, it's usually not too much. I live in an apartment. There's not a ton of usage. But, man, if I could save 75% on anything. Yeah, straight up, dude. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 75% on a $2 McDonald's burger. You're still doing doing good business. It's not nothing. Yeah, it's (laughs) not nothing. All right, our next story is from the New York Times, where Somini Sengupta writes, Rice gets reimagined from the Mississippi to the Mekong. Like many things we love, climate change is having a considerable impact on rice and rice farming. With rising global temperatures and increased drought, there isn't always enough water to cover rice paddies. In some areas, this means letting the fields purposely dry out. But the silver lining there that we'll get into a little bit later is that that method actually reduces methane emissions for rice production. So we'll get into it. It's a little bit more nuanced than just saying, oh, that's actually a good thing. With sea levels rising, sometimes salt water works its way into those rice paddies, and that's going to ruin the crops. With nights becoming warmer, crop yields decrease. So these are all major problems for a crop that feeds billions of people every year. So farmers have resorted to changing their planting calendars. Plant breeders have begun working on seeds that can actually handle saltier soils and higher temperatures. And other types of rice are working their way back into crop rotations. Yeah, this is a global problem faced by many different cultures that rely on rice as a staple crop. Rice fields have seen decreased crop production in China, India, Pakistan, and California. Vietnam is planning to take nearly 250,000 acres of land in the Mekong Delta out of production, which is the greatest producer of rice in the country. The article says this is blamed partly on climate change, but also on the dams upstream of the Mekong River impacting the flow of fresh water. This decrease in production creates another problem that still needs to be dealt with, feeding the global population. The world now has over 8 billion people, so we'll need to produce more rice to fight famine. Yeah, so here's what I alluded to earlier with with rice production and methane. When you grow rice, it's going to cause methane emissions to be created. 8% of the world's methane emissions come from rice, which is a fraction of what's produced by coal, oil, and gas, as the article points out. I think they said it's around 35%. So we're talking about, you know, a quarter less than what's produced by the energy systems. But there's also an important note here. The methane that's produced through coal, oil, and gas can be replaced by other forms of energy. You know, when we transition to solar, transition to wind, we don't create new methane emissions. Rice isn't going anywhere. Rice can't just be phased out and replaced with something else because so many different cultures, like Nick mentioned, rely on rice. I mean, think about think about a country that you like their food. Chances are there's a rice dish oh, yeah. somewhere that, that is working its way into every single person's plate across the country at some point or another. What we can do for rice is not flood the fields growing them as frequently. So by doing that, it can cause a 60% reduction in methane emissions if done correctly. Another issue brought up by Sengupta is the variability in weather patterns caused by climate change. 
we're not seeing the monsoon season start regularly in May every year in the Asian Pacific. So it's making it harder for rice farmers to plan their plantings or rotate from rice to shrimp, which like the saltier water that comes with those monsoons. In other words, it's getting a lot harder to look at your calendar and know what you need to be doing with your field if you're a rice farmer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talk so much on this show about like food insecurity and stuff like that. Rice and wheat, like these are the heart of of people's diets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is definitely a, a, a serious obstacle that rice farmers are facing and you just got to adapt. You know, they've, they've done it with wheat too. I, I know I brought this up on the show probably almost a year ago at this point, but in Morocco, how they mm-hmm. did the same thing, took seeds that were really uh, resilient to being overwatered or um, getting too much sun and basically breed it like plant breeding. So that just, that's definitely coming into play here and uh, hopefully they can figure that out. Yeah, it's really interesting to see, you know, I hadn't really heard the term plant breeding before I looked through this article. And if you have some time and want to check it out, the article's linked in your show notes. It's a story map. So there's a lot of really cool pictures that really help people visualize what a flooded rice paddy looks like, what normal rice cultivation should look like. Mm-hmm. But plant breeding also stood out to me because, you know, it, it makes sense in the same way that animals have kind of transferred those good traits down through generations and made the species more resilient, plants can do the same thing. And we can accelerate that by cross-pollinating plants with other ones that are going to be more drought resistant or more flood resistant or handle salt water better. So to kind of sum this up, growing rice is becoming more difficult due to climate change, but there's a lot of solutions that could help the issue the question that remains is going to be which of those solutions pan out and we need to figure that out because we need to feed our growing population. We are going to need a lot more rice to do that because like I said earlier, name a culture and I guarantee they have a rice dish. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the heart of many cuisines all over the world. So. All right. That will do it for today's episode of TBT. Nick and I will be back on Friday for our regularly scheduled show. Yeah, so definitely be sure to share this episode with at least one friend. The shorter episode, it's going to be like less than 15 minutes, is a great way to introduce them to TPT. Let them know. Get them on it. Yeah, we're working hard over here. This is a a fun, about half as long episode as what we usually do. So if you liked it, join us on Friday. And if you can share this, it really does help us out. Also, go catch us on social media at Planet Today Pod for more TPT in the meantime. Either way, we will see you on Friday. Peace. Peace.